welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. Today, we're going to be talking about the five stages of entrepreneurship. You're going to learn how to identify where you are in this journey, and more importantly, what to expect for the next part of your journey. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip, and let's dive right in. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and a woman was describing her entrepreneurial journey. She was dissatisfied with her day job, so she started a nutrition and weight loss coaching business and had built it to the point where she had so many clients, she was actually getting burnt out. So she decided to step away from that and design and market online courses. So she went about developing two courses from scratch and offered them out. Today, those courses are earning so much income that she rarely needs to take on coaching clients. This isn't an out-of-the-ordinary story. Uh, We hear them often, especially if we hang out at the small business or entrepreneur circles. What was extraordinary about this woman is that she did all this in 18 months. We all hear about these amazing entrepreneurs. You know what I mean. They're the overnight rags to riches, failure to success, nothing to everything stories that make the journey sound easy and fast. But was it really? I don't doubt they exist, and maybe this woman was even one of them, but that's not my experience. How did they get from where they were to where they are? We listen intently because we want to know what their secret is, what the special sauce is, what they did to get from zero to hero seemingly overnight in their business. When I was first starting my business, I went to every, literally every small business networking event I could find. The stories were incredible. They energized me. They motivated me. They made me feel like anything was possible. If those people could do it, why couldn't I? Those were the early days. As my journey continued and my business moved forward at what seemed like a snail's pace, I found myself more and more frustrated by these stories, or worse, angered by them. I was most angry with myself. We're always our own harshest critic, and I'm no exception to that rule. Consequently, I assumed I was doing something somehow horribly wrong. How are these people, just like me, able to be so successful so quickly? Did they just work harder than I did? Did they know all the right people? Did they pick a better product or service? I've since learned that the answer to those questions is almost always no. As I've gone through my own journey, I've learned that those people who make it sound quick and easy are lying. Okay, that's a little bit harsh of a word, but they're definitely leaving out the difficult bits, and there are a lot of difficult bits. So I asked myself, what's the real story? What route did they take to get to success? And it took me well into my entrepreneurial journey to fully answer this question. Here's what I've learned, and I wish somebody would have told me this up front before I started my journey. Would I have still jumped into entrepreneurship? Yes, absolutely, no question. Would I have done it differently along the way, armed with the knowledge of what was coming? Maybe, maybe not but I definitely would have been more comfortable with the journey and the challenges that hit me along the way. There are five stages of entrepreneurship, and unfortunately, 
and apologies to all of you shortcut takers or type A personalities, there's almost no way to completely skip any of these stages. The first stage is discontent, or as I like to call it, the pre-entrepreneurship stage. Let's paint a picture. You're working your nine to five job. You've been there a while, maybe a long while. You don't hate your job. It pays the bills. You get to talk to your colleagues. There's donuts on Fridays. It's not all bad. In fact, you used to really enjoy it, maybe a lot. But the simple truth is you've fallen out of love with it. And as hard as you're trying to get a little bit of that love back, it just isn't coming. You're not feeling it. Why have you fallen out of love? Everyone's different. It could be that it doesn't challenge you like it used to. Honestly, some days you feel like you could do it in your sleep. Could be your boss is difficult to deal with. Could be that your coworkers are annoying. You don't feel appreciated. You feel overworked. You don't have the work-life balance you desire. You want to earn more money. Take your pick. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It almost never is a big thing. But something just isn't working for you. It starts with a twinge of sadness or regret, and before you know it, you're daydreaming during the day about the could-be's and what-if's. What if I won the lottery? What if I quit my job and moved to South America? I could have been an airline pilot. My mother was right. I should have been a doctor. At some point, the could-be's and what-if's turn into something more. A general feeling of unease at best, or worse, a full-blown case of depression at the thought of spending the rest of your working life doing what you're doing. You start to feel like you're in the wrong place. That there has to be something different, something better. You start to feel like you have to do something, anything, to get out of this pit you found yourself in. The feeling that you need to make a change is super clear at this point, but what that change is is often not at all clear. That's the discontent stage. It's painful, sometimes it's long, and it's absolutely necessary to give you the push you need to move on to stage two. So let's talk about stage two. Stage two is realization. On my own journey, I remember very clearly the moment I crossed over from stage one to stage two, from discontent to realization. I was sitting at my desk in the middle of a large open plan workspace. And by the way, on a side note, open plan workspaces are evil, but more on that in a future podcast. I was sitting at my desk one day in the middle of a sea of desks in this workspace, and there was a large TV in the room, in the middle of the room. Presumably, it was there to motivate the employees. It played a continuous loop of PowerPoint slides and different topics ranging from company-sponsored activities to company values, goals, and mission. At that particular moment, there was a slide showing with a bullet point list of ethics telling me exactly how to be a better person, followed closely with the company values slide. As I was watching the company's mission, vision, and values slide scroll through for the, I don't know, 500th time, I suddenly realized that those mission, vision, and values streaming across the TV in front of me for eight hours a day were great, but they weren't my mission, vision, and values, and they were never going to be. It was at that moment that I realized the only thing I wanted to do, really the only thing I could do, was start my own business. It didn't matter that I was in a well-paying, stable job, that I was nearly 50 years old at that point, or that I knew literally nothing about starting a business. I just knew I needed to do it and I was going to figure it out along the way. That's the realization stage of entrepreneurship. Sometimes it happens quickly. Sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. 
For a lot of people, the path to realization takes a lot of turns. Sometimes they recognize that they're not happy in their current situation, so they start looking for another job in another company, thinking the grass must be greener on the other side. They search for and they possibly find another job, and they're happy for a while. But eventually, they start to feel the same way they did in their old job. And after a while, they realize that the situation they really want doesn't exist in the framework of corporate or private business. The issue is, all of the jobs they look into are working for somebody somebody else. And whether they realize it yet or not, they're looking to follow their own path. It often takes us a while to get to this point, though, for the simple reason that it's scary. It's scary to think about being your own boss. There are financial fears, of course, but even beyond that, the fear of failure and letting down the people around you weighs on you like an emotional anchor. But we all get there eventually. Which brings us to stage three of the journey, hope. So you've realized that you want to start your own business. You've got an idea or a spark of an idea on what kind of business that is. Chances are the business you have in mind is something that you love. Maybe even something that you've done for a long time as a hobby. You know you want to be your own boss and you know you want to do something that has more meaning to you. So being the type A personality that you are, you dive into the research, all kinds of research, market research, naming research, legal research, product research, you name it, you absorb information like a sponge during this stage. The more you absorb, the more you start to believe that, yes, I can do this. I can start my own business. I know it'll be hard. I know a lot of small businesses fail, but what's my alternative? Stay where I am for the rest of my working life, knowing that I could have changed my life? This becomes a non-option for you. The excitement is building and you want to move forward. You can't help but move forward. So you jump into launching your own business. You're probably still working your day job at this point, and that's a good thing. You have a financial safety net in place just in case the business doesn't go exactly as planned. But your side hustle is off and running, and it feels great. You're figuring things out. You're talking to people about the business. You're making your own decisions. You are in charge. Of course, you're also exhausted because you're spending nearly every free minute working on your new baby. But it doesn't feel tiring. It feels exhilarating. You know you're on the right path, and there's no better feeling than that. Pretty soon, your side hustle starts to creep into your day job. It happens slowly at first. You make a call related to your own business during work hours, or maybe you slip out a few minutes early from your day job to meet a client for an evening meeting. You rationalize that you're still getting your day job done and that you can handle both. And for a time, you can. But after a while, something happens. You start to look forward to working on your own business way more than you do your day job. The little snippets of time grabbed throughout the day to work on your side hustle increase. And when you're not working on it, you're thinking about it to the point where you're not able to focus on your day job you start to realize that your day job is starting to suffer because of it. This is the beginning of the end of stage three. Now you're an honorable, hard worker. You have no wish to shortchange your employer. After all, they gave you a job, they gave you security, they give you a paycheck. You may know that you don't want to stay there long term, but you also owe them your full attention while you're there. So being a responsible person, you form an exit plan to leave when your side hustle gets to a certain point. 
Or maybe you just can't stand it one more day and you just jump with no safety net. I don't recommend this, but sometimes we have to protect our own sanity, so I get it. Which brings us to stage four. Stage four is grind. G-R-I-N-D, grind. So you've done it. You've let go of your day job and you are now 100% in your own business. It's freeing. It's invigorating. It's a huge relief, but it's also a little bit terrifying. You may or may not be making money from your business yet. Chances are if you are making money, it's not much and definitely nothing approaching what you just walked away from. But you pour yourself into the business and it feels amazing. Things start to happen. You start to get clients, a few at first, then more and more. At that point, it's just you. You're what they call a solopreneur, meaning you wear every hat because there's no one else but you. You're working a lot, probably more than you ever did in your day job. Since there's just you, that means you're the one personally delivering every service and every product that you offer. This is actually a lot of fun in the beginning. It's exciting to know that people want your service or product and you enjoy being able to deliver it to them personally. The business is growing, but you start to feel a little tired, a little burnt out. Because in addition to delivering the service, you're also doing all the behind the scenes stuff, bookkeeping, administrative, sales, marketing, etc. And you start to feel like you have no time to breathe. You start to wonder if you made the right decision in going down this path. This is a really tough stage. Your business at this point is big enough to take up all of your time and even probably more time than you have to give it, but you're reaching your emotional and physical limit. And while the business is growing, it's not yet big enough to financially allow you to hire help. I really wish there was some way to skip past this stage because it sucks. Whatever you call it, paying your dues, building your business, the daily grind, it will take you to your limit, and if you're not careful, it will chew you up and spit you out. This is where most small businesses fail. It's important to realize before you get to this point that you need to take care of yourself. You need to find time for you to rest, relax, and rejuvenate. It's not ignoring your business. It's actually the opposite. It's ensuring your business doesn't die on the vine after it kills you. And that takes us to the fifth and final stage of entrepreneurship, balance. In the grind stage, you're working in the business. In fact, you are the business. Like a newborn baby, it can't survive without you. Stage five is where that baby becomes a separate entity. This is where you really start to see the fruits of your labor. The business is growing and picking up speed. You're at a point financially where you can afford to hire help. Hallelujah. You start by bringing in help to do the things that you never really liked doing before and honestly probably weren't very good at anyway. And that frees you up to do the things that you really enjoy. Maybe it's the creative or hands-on part of the business that you've always enjoyed doing. The original reason you might have started the business. This is great, but you're also at a crossroads. You can be the worker or the technician in your business doing what you love whether that's making the cakes, building the houses, or designing the graphics. And you'll do okay. You might even do really good. But you are only one person, and you will be naturally limited by the amount of time in your day. And depending on how much money you need your business to provide, you may well be in a situation where you're working all the time. 
Now, this is fine for some people, but I think most of us as entrepreneurs want more. We're builders by nature. We want to build our businesses and see it grow beyond us. To do that, you need to set about working on your business rather than just in it. This involves putting processes, procedures, and a personnel infrastructure in place. It means hiring the right people, but more than that, it means setting up your systems so that, so that even the not-so-perfect employees can exceed every time with every customer. This takes effort, yes, absolutely, but as you go down this road, the amount of time you spend working in your business will decrease, and the amount of time you spend working on your business will increase. Until one day, you realize that you're, you've created a living, breathing, completely separate being. Something you can step away from, and it will stand on its own. And this opens up a world of possibilities. You can now travel, you can spend more time with your family, you can sell the business if you want to, you can start another business and do the whole thing all over again. So those are the five stages of entrepreneurship. Discontent, realization, hope, grind, and finally balance. It's an amazing, difficult, exhausting, frustrating, incredible journey that only an entrepreneur at heart would take on. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. You can also find me at thepetbusinesscoach.dog or check out my blog at imnotthekidnextdoor.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.